Today's episode of Jam Session is brought to you by Bose. As the official sound of the NFL, Bose gets players closer to their peak performance and gets you closer to them. How? With powerful products like their Quiet Comfort 35 wireless headphones. These are Bose's best headphones yet. No noise, no wires, just your music and you. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Very important update to start with today. We're going to talk about uh, the latest with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Yeah, we're. Um, this happened about a week ago, and you know we've worked through some things. <laughs> it's been a bit. It's been a distracting. Or, uh, week. We haven't totally worked through them, but for the purposes of this podcast, we've worked through them. Yeah, so um, we'll get to that. And yeah, we're going to do that. And Bruno Mars album leaked. We'll talk about that. Uh, we're going to do a Mandy Moore update. Yes, yeah, always always time for Mandy yeah. Moore. Um, and lastly, a disturbing cruise development. Not right. Tom. Oh, right. To cruise as in the water vessel. We'll, we'll get there. But first, Harry and Meghan. Let's talk about them. Um, first of all, have you taken in any Meghan Markle uh, media? Are you familiar with her work at all? Or just her as as a, as a celebrity? Is she, is she to you? You mean since we last talked? Yes. Like, did I go on her Instagram? <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely didn't. Did you watch Suits even? <laughs> no, I didn't. I'll tell you what I did do, though, is I have been rewatching The Crown, which is in its own way. About Prince Harry's life. I'm one app in. Just one. Yeah, but you're, it's not for you, right? No, I like it. Oh, you do? I just, okay. I'm just i not going faster because I think I promised my mom that I'd watch some with her. That's nice. So I'm it's, trying to wait. Um, so The Crown is a show on Netflix about Queen Elizabeth based on her real life. Um, and it's... Time out. Yeah. It's so weird that they just are making... They've, there's so many movies and television shows, specifically this one, about people who are still alive. It's just really weird. This one is particularly weird because it's by Peter Morgan, who this is his third piece of like historical fiction or nonfiction, like biography yeah. of Queen Elizabeth herself. Like, does she know him? Do they have no, a personal he, relationship? No, they've never met. And he said recently that he n- did not want to meet her. One, because he would feel like he owes her an apology. Sure. Uh, and two, because he would just be really nervous that he got it all wrong. I don't understand... It's just a weird, bizarre relationship. I don't get it. Um, like anytime that, like when Primary Colors came out and it was yeah. like kind of about the Clintons, it was like it was veiled, you know, it, like the change names. It was clear what it was about, but at least there was some kind of like small attempt to make it not biography. But so does that make you? Do you just want the f- nonfiction version? Like what are I you? I don't know. For me, it just makes it super compelling because it's like basically it's a really really well produced and well funded form of gossip. Is what we're watching for ten hours. They just like <laughs> you want to know what's going on behind the scenes. Someone is more or less in Peter Morgan's case. I think he is like incredibly well sourced and talks to a lot of people and does actually know what's going on behind the scenes in Buckingham Palace. So I think the Crown is just like. Gossip acted out. That's a great point. Which okay. is fantastic. Yeah, it's a good show. Everyone should watch it. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it is a good like it's your second go round, huh? Yeah, I'm watching it. My God bless my husband who has like in a in a partner support way has agreed to watch it with me. <laughs> and after like three episodes, like he turned to me and just like really like earnestly and like with great care was just like. Can you explain why this is interesting? <laughs> like, genuinely, just does not get it at all. That's interesting. Um, I actually find that surprising. But, you know, we've been talking a lot about it on the Ringer staff. I think um, 
people are divided, but there is a group of people, including Jason Concepcion, mm-hmm. Allison Davis, um, myself, who find it really soothing. Sure. Um, yeah. It, it's good family material in that way as well. Like, no one is, at, like, there's not going to be an accidental penis um, right. on the crown, like, suddenly. Although there is actually some male, like, butt nudity, which I <laughs> really totally enjoy. Acceptable. Yeah, it's, it's like classy, though. It's fine. Yeah, totally fine. Um, Can I recommend another soothing thing to yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is not a surprise, but the 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 last great season of The Great British Bake, Bake Off is currently on PBS oh, yeah. right now. That's true. It's my go-to night, night, nighttime show. I'm re-watching episodes. Like, it doesn't really matter. Just the voices, the, the calmness, the focus on just baking. It's great. That's a great suggestion. And Obviously, a theme here is um, British people. <laughs> so I wanted to pose a question to you and also to listeners of Jam Session. Um, it occurred to me recently like that British podcasts are a thing that exist. Mm. Um, but it's really hard to Google British podcast and find um, <laughs> British podcasts because they're all just like result, like British newspapers recommending yeah. cereal. And it's like, yeah, no, I know about that one. I would love to find like a podcast vehicle for listening to soothing British voices. My mom has a few. She does some BBC history podcasts. She's really into like being told history by British people. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in that. I would. They have a robust gossip market sure. in the UK. Like The, the most robust, I would love like say. the podcast version of Hello Magazine, British Hello, if anyone... You or, just want to be like, who's talking about Meghan Markle in England right now? I want the and British g- version of us. Like, yeah, frankly, I just want them. us to be replaced <laughs> by British people, and then like I would find that soothing, I guess. I don't know. If anyone has suggestions, um, please let me know. I think, The one time you've requested tweets... Please, please add me. Please <laughs> add me. At AKDom. Um, okay, and so what you're looking for is someone to talk about what's going on with Prince Harry. Yes, what a fantastic segue. And this is what they will tell you what's going on in our American voices, which may or may not be annoying. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, so this happened about a week ago. Um, and, and I just want to go on the record. I was totally wrong. I, on this last podcast, talked to a really big game about knowing what the royal family would do mm-hmm. and how they treat people um, who wind up in the press and how they deal with like relationships that have too much exposure. And I was right. like, Meghan Markle's gone. She's out. Like, good luck to her. You know, we wish her well. I hope she finds another banana. Um, I was completely wrong. And in sort of an unprecedented move that I really respect, Prince Harry, like through Kensington Palace, which is like his version of Buckingham Palace, just a, a fact for you there. Great Twitter. I mean, um, great Instagram follow. Yeah, because they also uh, represent. Prince William and Kate and Kate Middleton and the small children. Anyway, they released like a very long statement. Yeah, it was not just like one paragraph. A few paragraphs. Yeah, um, just um, condemning the treatment that Meghan Markle has gotten in the press and specifically kind of the uh, racist coverage yeah. that she has gotten in the press. Um, and calls her his girlfriend in the statement, which, which is incredible. Like, what a DTR, by the way. Yeah, like, that's I love just it. wow. That's one for does the it, record. Does books. it get better than that? Um, but. Uh, Shout out to Prince Harry. Totally. I just, it's, it, they never do this. They never, ever, ever respond to press coverage. They never release statements. Um, they hate the press. It was and very I, Richard Curtis. This is what would happen in the, in the Richard Curtis version of this relationship. Yeah, totally. It is like, you know, I mean, it, you're right. It's a total rom-com scene of like the prince like flips out. And, and it's incredible. I love it. I will also say it does, Um, are you familiar with the book The Royal We? Uh, by the Fug Girls. Yes, I am. Guys, I listen. If you enjoy this enough to still be listening to this podcast right now, I cannot <laughs> recommend the Royal We enough. Like the best airplane. The uh, airplane read is rude. Like it's a. It is a really comforting escapist um, 
easy read that I, I had read a great it, time with. And I've heard it's delightful. Yeah, it's basically a fictionalized Prince William and um, Kate mm. romance, but they like really, it's like 500 pages of it. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. They published fan fiction. Shout out to the Fug Girls. Um, but there is. There, like, there are some climactic scenes with like the with Prince William and maybe Prince Harry, like finally getting their shit together and like defending her in the press and being like, "Enough, <laughs> I will save you," and which is like, I guess, a modern white you know knight situation. Yeah, I like it. And um, yeah, so they defended her, and then this week she she met Prince William. Yeah, what you just told me about this? What are their? Where did they meet? Um, she went to visit him in London, and there was a rumor that she was potentially going to attend a rugby match with Prince Harry, but she didn't. It was just a secret meeting in one of their many homes. And oh, wow. This time in London, though, which is, which is great to me, because that just shows that Harry's accommodating her schedule and her need to be in a city close to an airport, not at one of their stupid country houses that are far away. So he just seems like a really accommodating boyfriend. That's true. I just also, like, having a boyfriend in London sounds great. I would love to have a boyfriend in London. A boyfriend in London who could also pay to fly me to London whenever I need to get there, which I have to assume. I guess, you know, Meghan Markle is doing well for herself sure. and can also buy her own plane flights. I don't mean to uh, undermine her in any sure. way. She's an independent woman. But, yeah, that'd All be great. women, independent. Yeah. Um, apparently, according to Us Weekly, sources tell us that after Harry completes his 14-day official tour of the, of the Caribbean on December 4th, the prince has plans to take Markle away on a romantic trip. So they're definitely going to, like, Maldives or Seychelles or Mauritius, something yeah, like that. Yeah, they love those islands. Yeah, I mean, I would love to go there, too. Can I ask, a, like, a related question, though? Sure. Um, not to, like fast forward their relationship too much but isn't Zika an ongoing concern there? Yes it is. Yeah. So you, you're wondering if they're going to avoid that? Yeah I mean should they want to? I don't know. Where should they go then? That's tough Amanda. It's true. The mountains of Peru? Perhaps. <laughs> yeah the elevation prevents it. I guess it's not really the like same type of vacation but I think Harry is something of an outdoorsman so yeah, maybe he does. Would like the he likes He likes the ruggedness. Yeah. Also I, like they love to go to, on safari in South Africa. That's true. They really do. I hope that's not what they do. That would just be, like, lame. Also, Chelsea Davies from South Africa, so I just feel like they can't go there. I think she's from Zimbabwe. Oh, you're right. Yeah. But she lived in South Africa? Yeah, possibly. Some kind of connection. Anyway, I'm 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 just pleased that this relationship carries on. It just also is so big for us Suits fans. We're just like we're on the map. We're here. <laughs> do, you feel, do you feel validated as a Suits fan? Are you I like, do. this just, is the next level for Suits? Yeah, you know... Um, I just think this ensures at least one more season because, like, there's a whole new body of people, the English, who are going to be interested in this show. It definitely helps their syndication options. Yeah, for sure. What if, though, she doesn't want to do it anymore because she needs to be in London with her boyfriend? I don't know. The the Suits has, like, 20 episodes a year. They film in Toronto. It doesn't seem like that big of a commitment for her. 20 episodes of, like, hour-long television. It's actually less. I think it's 16. They usually do 10 over the summer and, like, 6 in the winter. Okay. We can. She can work around that. Harry's busy anyway. What's she gonna do? Sit in London while he's traveling? Yeah, that's a great point. Just time. She she just needs to ask him to time his humanitarian trips with her shooting schedule. That's true. Also, like, who's to say? You know, I. I'm sorry. That was some like reverse sexist things that she should just give up her job in order to go live with Harry. I just really want to go to London. I've been I know. Missing it. I do too. So I was just like, go to London. Who gives a shit about your job? Meghan Markle. Keep doing your job if you want to. I'm going to be honest. Two days ago, I looked up flights to London for February. And it was cheap. And it's one of my best friends lives there. And it was $630 from L.A. That's a really good deal. That is a great deal. I have spent more on L.A. to New York than that, which is embarrassing, but true. Is the How is the pound to dollar right now? 
like it's very good. All, everyone's currency's in the toilet, so it's good. Okay, great. What a time. <laughs> go for it. Okay. Um, it's cheap to go to London because of the Brexit. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I know, but <laughs> the, the recent events would yeah. suggest that... I, still still poor. Yeah, okay. Um, actually, the markets haven't been that affected, which is uh, Yeah, but that's alarming. a whole other... Like, we're not economists. <laughs> I, like, let's not. Moving on. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I'm, ha- I'm happy about how this is shaking out. Thank you to the royal family for taking a stand for Meghan Markle. Yeah, I will say this like bodes well about how the royal family is going to like exist in the world going forward. Um, I agree. It it is an acknowledgement that they are at least in the 21st century, if not possibly um, in 2016. Yeah, Um, it does take them a little while to catch up, but I, you know, I think like I applaud them also for addressing like the racist aspects of the coverage like head on as well. Yeah, 100%. You know that you can imagine a world in which they like danced around that and they absolutely just um called it out. Yeah. Shout out to them. Great stuff. Great stuff from from yeah. uh, Buckingham Palace these days. A modern monarchy. Who would have thought? <laughs> they love saying modern on the crown. They really like, do. Yeah. And in the and the queen too. They really do. Also what one thing about the crown and then we really will move on. It's really helpful in clarifying the family tree of Queen Elizabeth because if you just like you know casually read the press, it's easy to forget whose parents are whose, and like mm-hmm. how the cousins are all related, and um, the fact that Queen Elizabeth is married to her second cousin, just things like that. You know, very very useful to keep all of those things in mind, and it's helpful and clarifying. Is it second cousin? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Uh, actually, they have they have two relations, like on both sides. Right. Yeah. I think on I know. one side second, one side's a little bit more distant. Right, because like Queen Victoria through Prince Albert was kind of related to most of the. Yeah. Um, monarchies right. of Europe, which right. brought it all brought it all home. Anyway, uh, marriage I, of power. I think Matt Smith is very handsome in this. Uh, do you? Thing, which is like a real weird thing for me. How do you feel yeah. about um, John Lithgow? I, like he's annoying. So in addition to following Queen Elizabeth, it does also follow the politics of the fifties because of her involvement in them, which means that it involves Winston Churchill, who is played by John Lithgow. I gotta be honest. Couldn't have gotten a British guy. Why do we have to get stuck with John Lithgow? And he's like really, really like he's playing it big. Yeah, he's like a lot of grunting. Going for an Emmy, that's um, for sure. Yeah, you know, I'm always just like, you guys are very annoying, and I'd like to go back to the Royals. Yeah. Like, I, which is, <laughs> I understand that it gives it depth, and I actually do think kind of the more one of the more interesting aspects of the show is about how she learns to be queen mm-hmm. and like be respected as a woman and a leader. Sure. Uh, so you need Churchill for that because he has to like bully her. But <laughs> other than that, eh, I think Claire Foy is very good. She is good. She plays the queen. Yeah, I enjoy her as well. Um, okay, moving on. Something else that I'm very passionate about. Yes. You, not quite as much, but you're there with me. It's no, a great time. New record from Bruno Mars leaked today. Officially comes out Friday. Friday. So one day early, or two days early, not yeah. so bad. Um, and it's nine songs long, and I think it is delightful. I really like it a lot. I know that I will be listening to it many more times. I love Bruno Mars. I do too. Why? Why would Why would you be angry at Bruno Mars? What purpose does that serve? What What are people's chief complaints about him? You know, he does like his music is so referential. Yeah. Um. That this album included. Yeah, it's like I, I mean, it's pastiche to the point of just like being recreating things, but. I do think that the people who complain about that 
uh, which include like you know I remember Locked Out of Heaven um, listening to that in the car with my father when I was home one Thanksgiving and he was just like he copied this this is the police and I was like okay old man like calm down (laughs) great Um, song it's a fantastic song the thing is is that you know obviously obviously he is borrowing like a lot to the point that it's not even borrowing but he does something with it that's like really unique he's very very good um in a very like technical way that I think makes it irresistible. So I think people complain because it sounds like other stuff. Okay, fine, that's true. I think that but so much music is derivative. Like, yeah, and, and he also like freely admits it. He's not like I'm doing something brand new here. He's like, yeah, I wanted to make a record that sounded like the '90s. Uh, middle school dances that I went to as a kid that made me feel great. You want to yeah. know what? I, f- I feel great from listening to your music, Bruno. I feel exactly the same way. There's a there was a Rolling Stone cover story about yes. him um, by Josh Ells a couple weeks ago. Um, that there's a really interesting section that's just like Bruno Mars talking about how obsessively he puts these songs together and the amount of detail and attention that he is paying to like you know this word was wrong Mm -hmm. and like this beat was totally whatever and I was trying to do this and like as a technician like I had a lot of respect for him now I thought it was great totally he's um, a great musician totally he's a great performer too yeah Um, he's the whole package he really is and like at a time when we don't really have those that totally anymore Beyonce is a great performer that's why one of the reasons I love him he should Um, she's not as um, comprehensive in her musical talents as far as I can tell yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that she is... She doesn't sit out the writing process, but she doesn't necessarily, like, drive it the way that Bruno does. Yeah, she's not producing every single, yeah. like, line. I mean, he's a, he's a studio producer as well. Like, he writes like, for other people. Some of the really charming stories about him going around are about him collaborating with um, All I Have, or on All I Have with Adele. Yes. And he just, like, makes her sound, like, like he makes her sound stronger and fiercer than pretty much everyone else who mm-hmm. talks about her, which I also, like, makes me really love him. Because he's just like, yeah, she knows what she's looking for, and she's, like, scary in the studio. <laughs> and we were discussing this with some of our writers. Adele is, like, bossy and competitive in a way that's not really discussed, because she's also so charming. Yes. And I like when people talk about what she's like in the songwriting process. And he is, like, it just sounds like they're, like, they work together really well, because they both are, like, really, like, dialed in on, like, how to make a hit record. A hit pop record for, for uh, performing and for radio yeah it takes a lot of work and they both are very invested in the work and i also appreciate that they will just be like yeah we have standards and we're gonna work hard (laughs) to reach these standards and like nothing else is acceptable totally and like sorry if your feelings get hurt you know this is this is the big leagues this is what grown-ups do um they both took four years between records you know yeah i i really really enjoy bruno mars i do too i have you watched any of his recent performances I haven't yet. He did um, 24 Karat Magic at the MTV Europe Awards. Okay, wow. And he was wearing head-to-toe Tommy Hilfiger. Reminded me of our mutual friend, Rembert Brown, in the <laughs> outfit that Ram would wear. And he just looked like he was having a great time. And if you're having a great time, then the people who are watching you will as well. I think he should be on the Super Bowl halftime show every year. I was just thinking the same thing. Let's get him back. He could do great work with Lady Gaga. God, remember when then he had... Like no, it was Coldplay hosting yeah. it last year, and then he they just showed up and totally stole the show. And yeah, then, like Chris Chris Martin had to like jump in at the end. Like, wait, I'm still here too. Uh, that was a great time. He and was, then Beyonce obviously was there and fantastic. Yeah, it was. He was like a clear. He was a distant third. It was like obviously Beyonce number one. Like sure. she just was like a force of nature. Bruno really holding his own with the song at that point was quite old. 
Like, he did Uptown yeah, Funk. But at the same time, Uptown Funk is a classic. Yeah. Uptown Funk will never die. I had a great time dancing to Uptown Funk at my wedding. Yeah, I was... I gotta tell you, that great. show was real. Um, I was at a wedding in Sicily recently, and... The best thing about a European wedding is it can go really late because they don't have like the, the midnight time restrictions. And so it was like one o'clock and the things were going great, really fun. And we we're just like, let's just turn it up a notch with this music. Also and jet lag's in your favor at that yeah, point, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know what we haven't heard is Uptown Funk. And then we demanded that this, the Russian DJ put it on. And it was just like, I, apparently I was yelling, I love this song so much. <laughs> but also everyone had a great time. And I think the bride and groom included, which is the most important thing. And... <laughs> Yeah, he just, it's just a great song. Bruno makes hits and people, and he talks about how like, um, now when he writes his music compared to his first record, which had a lot of ballads, he wants her to be like bounce and groove mm-hmm. and his backup dudes have become such a big part of his act that his hooligans, basically his own pips that, um, he like writes songs to be able to perform them live in a fun way, yeah, which I also just like really appreciate. There's a real energy and just that that sense of this is supposed to be fun yeah. in his music that is completely lacking from Top 40 Radio right now. Totally. Which is like an abomination right now. You know, listen, Drake and Beyonce are not included in that. Like, I'm not a monster, but... I know. Everything else is really bad. It's... Uh, oh, I hate 21 Pilots. An, an abomination. They're really bad. I don't really care for, like, the sort of um, kind of European, uh, like electronic pop that's kind of coming over with like Zara Loss- Larson and BB Rexa. I don't care for them yeah. at all. It's t- it's really tough. I'm not here for the Chainsmokers. I'm not here uh, for um, I kind of like Closer with Halsey. I'm sorry. I'm really but, sorry. Like, yeah, okay. That's fine. You know what? <laughs> it's important to find joy where you find it, wherever <laughs> that is. And I like truly believe that. I You know, I, again, that's not that's fine if you like it, but it doesn't have that same like lift. Yeah, it does like bounce. It's that. way too like angsty without any like real yeah. repercussion. Yeah, um, I totally, I totally agree with you. I, I think it is nice to have a slice of enthusiasm and joy right now. And like, shout out to Bruno Mars. Um, Bruno Mars is this record is also like overtly sexual, but like <laughs> like in a way that is like fun. The, um, Josh Ells in the Rolling Stone piece compares it to like boys to men, which is true. It yeah. has like real vibes of I'll make love to you. Yeah, Versace yeah. on the floor is yeah. like a great song. But like like the lyrics are like, um, he's like, girl, I love your dress, but you won't have it on for like, or like you don't yeah. need it on or something like that. And I was just like, in some ways that's like, it could be like predatory or like heavy handed, but the way that the song works and then like the entire Bruno Mars package, it's just sort of more like empowering in a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> like I was just like, Bruno Mars is emboldening me this morning. I love Versace on the floor. What a great song. <laughs> I would completely agree. Can I just, as a side note, cause I, it does, you know, I'll make love to you. as like the ultimate yeah. song for me in that, in that vein. Um, I think it, that is in part because the first cassette tape, like true cassette tape I ever owned at the age of six was Boys to Men <laughs> that my parents bought for me. That's funny. Um, so I guess it was okay. But it does have that, like, I, I wouldn't be embarrassed if, like, a six-year-old were listening to Versace on I wouldn't try to explain to them what it was about. Like, if they had some questions, I would be like, you know, you just have to take your clothes off before you go to bed at night and you put pajamas yeah. on. But... Yeah, it doesn't have that seedy gross. Well, in that Josh, like I mentioned this, in that Josh L's profile, he was like, yeah, I wanted to make music that made me feel as amazing as I did when I was slow dancing with a girl at a middle school dance. Yeah. And that is totally yeah. Versace on the floor, you know? Yeah. 
<laughs> it's so it's so good. I love that song. It's just like it's just great. I don't know. Thank you, Bruno, for a great record. Thank you, Bruno Mars. While we're giving out thanks, let's also talk about and thank our sponsors. And we'd like to thank Bose. As the official sound of the NFL, Bose gets players closer to their peak performance and gets you closer to them. How? With powerful products like their Quiet Comfort 35 wireless headphones. I have a pair of these myself. So do I. Which is true. Um, And I can confidently say that they're uh, Bose's best headphones yet. They're very nice. I was using mine to really groove to Bruno today. It's important to have the sounds right for the Bruno. Um, No noise, no wires, just your music and you and Bruno Mars. For more information, (laughs) visit Bose.com. Versace on the floor. Um, While we're talking about clothes, let me tell you about proper cloth. The holidays are near, and why not give someone the gift of a custom-made dress shirt? Fun fact, I gave my brother this gift a month ago. Oh, that's so nice. And he loves it, yeah. I should have been thoughtful, but <laughs> like that, I wasn't. <laughs> Any guy in your life will tell you that finding a dress shirt is hard. Collars are too tight, sleeves are too long, something is always off. Well, ordering a custom-fit shirt has never been easier thanks to Proper Cloth. At propercloth.com, you can easily create a custom shirt size in seconds by just answering 10 easy questions. No measuring required. Everything from classic business to casual shirt. Their custom shirts start from $85 and are really high quality, made from premium Italian and Japanese fabrics. Proper Cloth has literally hundreds of five-star reviews on Google and Yelp. Even GQ calls them their favorite online custom shirt maker. This is the future of shirts, people. The website is so easy to use. Your custom sizes and preferences are all saved on your profile. You can even order on your phone. Now, this is important and unique because Proper Cloth guarantees a perfect fit. Remakes are absolutely free, and the team is there to make it super easy for you if you need them. Stop wearing shirts that don't fit, guys. Start looking your best. Go to propercloth.com slash jam. Enter gift code jam, J-A-M, as in Juliet, J, and Amanda, A-M, to save $20 on your first shirt. That's propercloth.com slash jam and gift code jam for $20 off your first shirt. All right, back to our podcast. I like in the second half of our podcast to get a little random and weird, which I think often happens, and mm-hmm. I'm only acknowledging it for the first time right now. And <laughs> I would like to talk about Mandy Moore, who was on James Corden this week, and she's currently starring on This Is Us on NBC. Which is a hit show. A hit show. How are you feeling about This Is Us? Um, you were excited about it. I was excited it. about it. I'm going to be honest. I've only watched one episode, which I enjoy, but just really haven't had time. However, I'm planning to catch up. Um, a friend of mine was saying that she basically only watches for Sterling K. Brown, because he's just like incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the other guy, the like the white guy. There's the three siblings, and I saw right. the, the white one at the gym on election day. Okay. So I'll never forget that. It was like 3 p.m. and he was wearing like a, a like a lot of extra layers. Oh God, I remember when you left for the gym <laughs> yeah. election. I was Jesus. really stressed out. Yeah. I needed to work out. Yeah, and um. He was wearing like a long, like compression leggings and a long and a compression shirt. I think, indicating to me like it reminded me of the episode of Saved by the Bell, the new class, where the Zach Morris replacement is like wearing like basically like a tinfoil suit <laughs> to try to lose extra weight to make to meet, to meet his, his yeah. yeah for wrestling. Actually, sure. it reminded me of that. I was like, God, does he like does he need to lose weight or something? I think he looks great. But anyway, now I'm always going to think of my time at the gym with the guy on election day when I watched This Is Us. But that's okay. I think that's it's a mopey show yeah. anyway. I was literally about to say it's for crying anyway um yeah i have not i am aware of the twist are we allowed just, to talk just, about the twist now? yeah i think it's in the pilot so basically what it is there's like there's there actually is two timelines i was about to say it's like who did it better i think this is a jason gallagher joke that's very true who did it better 
two timelines, Westworld yeah. or This Is Us. Yeah, I, I think This Is Us, actually, because we're still waiting on that confirmation on Westworld. So anyway, yeah. there's the story about the parents, uh, Mandy Moore and Milo Ventimiglia, raising their two twins and their adopted son, who has the same birthday as the twins, so it's three siblings, and then there's the three siblings as adults. Okay. So who plays old Mandy Moore? Um, I don't know. She wasn't in the pilot. Okay. I'm not sure. Wow, a lot of questions to be answered. Yeah, totally. Sterling K. Brown is the best part for sure. He's he's fantastic. Yeah, he's amazing. I'm glad that I'm glad that he is getting work, um, and work, steady work, yeah. and steady income, and totally. you know can can plot his next moves from there. Um, Bandy Moore is just having like a resurgence right now. She yeah, she's got a hit show. I'm really happy for her. I don't know why, and I actually think that I probably shouldn't be happy for her. Can you tell us about her um, breakup from Ryan Adams, her former husband? Of course. Though I, I, this is one of my favorite topics. Though I just want to be clear, I don't think that Mandy Moore is at fault in this. Okay. I think that um, she, Mandy Moore and Ryan Adams were married for like about five years. Yeah. Um, Mandy Moore was not working a lot during that time. She, I think she was, like, investing in her home life. Uh-huh. The only news that I, like, really heard from Mandy Moore during that period was um, a fantastic interview on the skin makeup and skincare website, Into the Gloss. Oh, yeah, Which I really, they do this thing called the Top Shelf, where they, you just talk to people about all the products they use, um, which you will either read every single one or none, and, like, sure. again... Your mileage may vary. Hers is one of the best. It was very good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, made me like her a lot. Only thing I heard about her from five year for five years until they broke up. Um, and there were some very impassioned Instagrams about shared dog custody and how Ryan Adams was not paying proper like I don't know whether it would be dog support or dog alimony. I think it's dog alimony. I don't know that. It's a good. It's a good point. I mean, I think. It, I guess I am not clear on the legal custody arrangement for me their neither. dogs. Me neither. Um, that was not like made a hundred percent clear to me. Um, I do know that Manny Moore was uh, taking care of all of them, and that Ryan Adams was not paying what he needed to pay, according to Manny Moore. And she was demanding thirty-five thousand dollars a month. Right. Also that. So that's the. I have no problem with her wanting Ryan Adams to um, contribute equally. There, if you know, shared property and whatnot. But thirty five thousand dollars a month is like a lot. What are you doing with like how many dogs? Are also, there? Are there? I just would be shocked if Ryan Adams had that kind of money. Does he have that kind of money to spare? That's a lot. It's a ton of money. I mean, I guess that's four hundred thousand dollars a year. He was making records when you still made money off of records. I mean, not that he was like. You know, I just feel, John yeah. Mayer, but like who made a shitload of money, by the way, right. which is why I brought him up, not because I'm like John Mayer fan. out here for uh, his watches seem nice, whatever. Um, Thirty five thousand dollars is a lot. Yeah. What could you possibly spend? I mean, I would just that would upgrade my life in a lot of different ways that I can't even fathom. I don't. I don't need thirty five thousand dollars a month though. Who needs that? Like unless you have kids and you're paying for school. I don't understand. I mean, even there. So that's um, my one misgiving with Mandy Moore. However, whenever she does an interview and in the film Because I Said So and in season two of Entourage, she seems delightful. I don't know. I just really like her. She I, seems like well-adjusted for a teen star. I think that's part of it. That's she hard absolutely to do. does. And I think like part of the 
the Into the Gloss interview that I cited was just like, you seem like normal. Right. Because um, there are ways to talk about all the things you put on your face that don't make you sound normal, right. just for the record. Totally. Like, Madonna could not have a normal conversation about all of her products. Exactly. Certain, the Real Housewives exactly. also could not. Um, I think I like, I know exactly why I like Mandy Moore, and it's a really weird and specific reason. I can't reason, wait to hear it. Which is the one time that Andy Roddick won the U.S. Open. Oh, Yes. I forgot about that relationship. And he climbs into the stands, and it's like Manny Moore there, like, cheering because they actually dated. Um, I'll never forget that. She looked very happy for him. Yeah, she seems supportive. Uh, and, you know, we need more American tennis champions on the men's side. <laughs> we have them in Serena. Amanda takes I don't, a stand for I America. Like, I, I don't want to diminish Serena, who is, like, their greatest athlete, in my opinion, currently living. But uh, Agreed. Yeah, American men's tennis could use some help. And Manny Moore helped, apparently. Yeah, I mean... I think she did. It's a great. It's a good. Let's give her all that credit. Um, another reason why I like Mandy Moore now. So I watched her on James Corden very briefly, sure. and she told this story of how when she was on tour when she was like fifteen or sixteen, she was opening for NSYNC, which is just like crazy. What a go- oh right because yeah she was she Candy. was a pop star. yeah sure. She, I remember going to Foot Locker in seventh grade and like hanging out and like talking about sneakers and Candy came on. It was really yeah. really big deal. And so anyway, she was on tour and she was talking about how she was the opening act. Like no one really cared about her, but like one time Justin Timberlake. Like, talked to her and I bet he talked to her more than once but she was like yeah and he was like he said to her like you have really big feet or, or something <laughs> and it like really upset her and she was like going through puberty and she's like she's like still scarred from it and that's just that's just really funny and as she was telling the story I just had a vision I just like saw an alternate timeline in which Taylor Swift had dropped out of music after like she turned 18 and became an actress and like what a different world it could have been I think she could have done that Taylor Swift. Yeah, I think she could. I think I want to go on record and say that I think that Mandy Moore is a better actress than Taylor Swift. For sure. Oh, yeah. Mandy Moore's pretty good. But I just feel like, I just feel like Man- Taylor Swift could have ended up normal. And if she had been Mandy Moore, if, she take, if she'd opted out a little sooner. I th- actually think that Taylor Swift's, like, particular um, drive and intensity. Mm-hmm. Is both what makes her successful as a pop star and also the reason she never could have been normal. That's a good point. She's like, she is. She's like a Steve Jobs type. She's really in it. Yeah. For better or for worse. You're right. Can I, going back to Manny Moore for a second, because I remembered another reason that we love her, like Uh in our subconscious. And this is like to bring it back to like OG jam session. Yeah. Do you remember the movie Chasing Liberty? Oh, yeah. Starring Matthew Good. Matthew Good. Yeah, of course. Guys, can't recommend Chasing Liberty enough. One of his finest performances. Oh, it's so good. It's like maybe the foundational text for him as a handsome guy. He's never worn leather again. (laughs) (laughs) Why wear it when you've already done it so well? Stick to the suits. It's a good strategy, you know? Yeah. Good for him. I would love to watch like a Chasing Liberty 2, like loosely based on Malia Obama or Sasha, you know, either one. That'd be great. And it could be at Lollapalooza. Yeah, sure. That's where that's their final scene. Like, yeah. I just have to meet at the Lollapalooza. Yeah, exactly. Um, that would be great. I'm glad that Manny Moore is back. In Me terms too. of, like, new television stars, or not new, but, like, people who are doing well on television this season, uh, great. It's kind of funny that her and Evan Rachel Wood are, like, both resurging. Yeah, that's a great at the, point. At the same time. That's a great, great point. We've been through a lot with Evan Rachel Wood. When I watch her on Westworld, all I can think about is Marilyn Manson. Oh, my God. Oh my god. And I, I I like Westworld a lot, sorry, but I don't like Evan Rachel Wood. <laughs> like I, I don't was know. Was that sorry to me yes, or to, it was. was it, it an advance no, of Evan Rachel Wood? It was to you. Yeah, I find it pretty boring. I'm but, really I'm really into but it. But I respect like, I respect other, whatever. I don't want to get in a fight about Westworld. I'm just like whatever. Okay. Um Fair enough. The thing that I wanted to say is that 
Again, it's really interesting, and you made this point as we before we started recording that the Kardashians are still just like not in the gossip ecosphere. Kendall went off Instagram this week, um, and there and there has just been like a real opening. I love it in the celebrity market, but it's fascinating how it's just like all the people from two thousand and four. I know they're back. It's like. It's it, we just went back like ten years. That's all we did, and like Evan Rachel Wood, yeah, Mandy Moore, all of them. It's really interesting. We're in month two of of the Kardashian retreat right now. Yeah, it's it actually is like pretty surprising to me that it's lasted this long. But you want to know what? I hope they're taking care of themselves as a family. Yeah, I mean, I think that they don't really have any other choice. Yeah, like I I think they had to they have to rethink like the level of exposure that they have after after that incident. I know. I feel for them. I hope everyone's okay. Me too. I feel for them and I'm also enjoying their absence in the the press. Variety is nice. Yeah. There were a lot of them and they really just had a stronghold on all of the gossip stuff. Absolutely. And like, if you just like do a, you cruise through usweekly.com, usmagazine.com, it's just like, it's a a who's who of people from the last (laughs) 10 years. It's kind of crazy actually. I don't know. It's just, it's a weird moment in general. Um, Last topic of the day for the truly weird and, oh, yeah. and upsetting. There's a new novelty cruise in town, <laughs> and I do not approve. You can go on a cruise with the teen moms of MTV's Teen Mom franchise. Yeah. It's, um, like, through Florida and the Caribbean. Right now, they're they're touting. Again, ma- I have some questions about Zika, but anyway. <laughs> That's a great point. These are these are moms, after all. They could be moms again. Um, they are touting Macy from season one, also Amber from season one, who was formerly in jail and is now out and kind of on the straight and narrow, actually. It's actually a, fa- a fairly heartening story, I would say. And Kaylin, who's from a subsequent season. And um, I just I just don't know, like, why you would do this, why you would go on this cruise. Here's my thing about Teen Mom. When it first came out, I was like, this is great because these women need money. They need money to take care of their kids. They're young. They don't have big income. So I hope they're getting paid a lot by MTV for this. But a lot of them just like that. It just devolved into a lot of sad extra like like legal problems, broken relationships, like a lot of just like hardship. And it just and it was just hard to watch. And like it was kind of it's hard to not acknowledge that MTV was kind of glorifying it in this cruise situation. It's just a weird twist. Yeah. I mean, it's like they got hopefully they got money, though we don't work for yeah. MTV. We don't know. And a lot of exposure without any sort of support. Do you remember when Jezebel did like a, a fundraiser for Tyler? To He was going to college and he needed to like buy textbooks. I did not I donated that. to that. To yeah. Ty- to think, Tyler's college fund, basically. You know, it's it's always a question of like how much are you being exploited versus how much are you part- like participating in your own exploitation, right? And it's just it's just a I don't know. This feel like novelty cruise has gone too far. I just I I don't understand wanting to be on a cruise with anyone because it feels like a confined space oh for my. like a large part of time. But one hundred percent, that's a real weird one. Is there any novelty cruise that you would actually go on? The one that um, is most appealing to me is the Backstreet Boys. However, okay. the other clientele would be too crazy. I've done a deep dive into Backstreet Boys Cruise Twitter. Okay. And, like, you have to decorate your door when you arrive. Or you're strongly encouraged to decorate your door to, like, show off who your favorite Backstreet Boy is. And, like, I decorated my door with Backstreet Boys, like, clippings and posters when I was 12. And I don't know if it's appropriate for me at 30. Can I ask a question? Yes. Who would you put on your door? Okay. Very. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Nick Carter was always my one true love. Yeah, sure. Of, of course. course. 
And I also think that he's hilarious now because he does like really dramatic dance moves. And I don't know. Nick Nick is just a, a lot of ups and downs to Nick. However, if you watch the Backstreet Boys documentary, which I have, Kevin just shines. He just seems like a great, great guy. The voice of reason. He's an adult. He treat, he's a professional. Like in the NBA, whenever they're like, like they're like happy to have like a veteran on their mm-hmm. team who's like savvy. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're always like, he's a real professional. Like he just, he's a pro, comes to work, does his job. He's a professional. That's Kevin. That's Kevin of the Backstreet Boys. Okay. And so I guess it would be him now. However, I still just like can't help but giggle when I see Nick Carter do a uh, pelvic thrust. <laughs> so yeah, sure, that's true. I mean, that's a real like teenage Juliet versus adult Juliet. Yeah. Like, what do you value? It totally. You know, it's like, like for marriage, Kevin. It's really like for a, a cruise. It's really for a like cruise a Mr. romance, Mr. Nick. Mr. Let's Big do it. In situation, sure. you know, one hundred percent. I love a good cruise romance. Were I ever to go on a cruise, so I guess it'd be Nick. But anyway, I couldn't go on the Batch Boys cruise because of the uh, the clientele. I wouldn't. I, I just. Yeah. I'm not a joiner like that. Don't make me decorate my door. Don't make you, me wear a costume. You and I share that. Yeah. Um, which is why the idea of any sort of cruise, <laughs> like even a concert, I'm like, do we really have to? Like, I have the album. I'm good. Yeah. I recently went to a concert and only enjoyed it because I was like in like a upstairs section where I didn't have to like, be surrounded by people. Yeah. So that was great. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. There's also the Gronk cruise, which our own Claire McNear went on. She said it was weird. There's a Top Chef cruise. At least that would have good food. That's the thing about a lot of these. If there's bad food, then you're screwed. And you yeah, get, you're stuck on a boat. This one's from July 31st to Friday, August 4th, and it leaves. Oh, that's on, that's over my birthday. Should we oh, go you for should, my birthday? Definitely. <laughs> it goes to the Miami, then then two cities in the Bahamas, Key West, and then back to Miami, which is also kind of lame. Yeah, I do like Key West. Key West, like you just go to on vacation. You don't need a cruise for that. Uh, I mean, I think that that is like my general <laughs> existential. That many people have asked that question about cruises. I just don't get it. I, the only kind of cruise I'm kind of intrigued by is the Viking River cruises that I see ads for when I watch Down Abbey on PBS. Oh, yeah. Those do look nice. <laughs> also, those are better because, it, worst case scenario, like, assuming the temperature and the current, temperature's not too low and the current's not too strong, you're in a river, just jump out. Just swim to the side. What, worst what case is scenario. the worst case scenario in which you have to jump out into a river? Know, just, misery? just get off at the next stop. Didn't you watch The Dark Knight where they were trapped on the boat? Who knows what could happen? Uh, Someone yeah. takes over. Yeah. No, I, that's a good point. I don't know, but all of the, pro- the promos for Viking River Cruises very clearly show land. You're not just in the middle of, of a body of yeah, water. Yeah, that's a great point. So you could escape. <laughs> Okay, that's that's good to know that you're like number one concerns <laughs> escaping <laughs> visible land masses that you can yeah. swim to. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's totally that's my number one thought when it comes to cruises. Okay, but this Teen Mom one is just it caused a, a riot in our in our Slack. Fair, a lot of people are just blown away by it. It's it's not okay. Yeah, I you know I hope they're getting paid. I hope if they're, they're not paid. getting paid. Also, I hope there's like childcare on this cruise so their kids can come. Yeah, I do think that most cruises like offer that, but yeah, you can like drop your kid off at the kid pool. I, I can think... you think of a worse job than supervising children on a cruise while their parents like go booze on a different deck? No, that's literally the worst job in the cruising industry, if I had to guess. Not also, that, like you, not must that I know just, anything about it. You must have to like keep them in, penned in just because like there's danger everywhere. Yeah, that seems horrible. Just awful. Don't I, don't do it, guys. The best thing about the, the Teen Mom Cruise, which is vbdusa.com slash teenmom2017.html. Mm-hmm. I know everyone's going to go to that right away. Is it's like <laughs> sailing with Amber Portwood, Macy Bookout, and Kaylin Lowry, asterisk. And then the asterisk is like pending availability of, of the talent. So like they might not even be there. If you're a Macy fan, don't get your hopes up. That's crazy. I that know. seems like don't give your money to that. Also, don't don't start publicizing it until you've locked them in. Yeah ridiculous the Backstreet Boys crews would never do that they're way more professional 
<laughs> All right. Is. This has been Jam Session. Thanks for listening. Watch The Crown. I, I have a feeling we'll be dropping in Crown thoughts for weeks yeah, and months to come. Me, please at me about The Crown. I'd love to talk about and it. And some British podcasts for Amanda. Yes. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Twitter. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Have a great week. <laughs>